right, we're at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. It is, I need to double check this, it's Wednesday, isn't it? <laughs> it is way in Wednesday. It is way in Wednesday. Um, we've just had the uh, the UFC 194 uh, pre-fight press conference. We're about to have the UFC fight night. Nami Yunus versus Van Zandt. <laughs> Wayans. Prior to the Ultimate Fighter 22 finale. Prior to <laughs> UFC 194. <laughs> the man you can hear is, uh, I've introduced him as Mr. UFC before. I will do that again. He's Mr. UFC. I appreciate that. It's uh, Mr. John Morgan. Um, he attends everything. Um, you know, there's, there's UFC officials that don't go to as many shows as this man. Um, um, uh, paint, paint the picture and tell everybody just just yeah. us, you know the setup we've got here. Yeah, this is massive. I mean, this is one of the biggest setups the UFC has ever done uh, here in the NGM Grand Garden Arena. You know, I call it the big stage or whatever. You know, there's these huge trusses setting up this massive thing here right in the middle of the arena. Now, uh, it's not as big as in terms of seats that they have available uh, as they've done for like Anderson Silva, Chelsea, and they had the whole arena. Of course, Conor McGregor, Chad Mendes, they had the whole arena open as well. So it's yeah. a little bit smaller in that regards, but the stage setup looks fantastic. And I think that's just, um, you know, those 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 were summer fights. The summers in, in Las Vegas are a lot busier than, yeah. uh, you know, this time of year. Absolutely. And we've just, we've just uh, pretty much wrapped a, a very busy media day. Yeah. Um, I'm here for the sun. I'm flying solo. You're part of the behemoth that is... <laughs> Uh, MMA junkie, uh, you've even managed to finagle extra staff in, which is, which is, which is, which is very, very smart on your part. Uh, Mr. Sandu has managed to get involved, which is great for him, and it's good to see him over here. Um, from your point of view, how did that go? Were there any sort of stand standout moments from, from the guys at the media day today? Yeah. So what we did was, uh, as we did have a team, we wanted to talk to everybody today. There were, I think, I think it ended up being like 14 or 15 people available to us. We divided the room in half. So myself and Steve Morocco went and talked to one half of the room. Uh, we did the uh, red corner, I believe, and we had the other guys do the blue corner, so we divided up. So I only got to talk to half of the guys personally myself today, but out of that out of that bunch, uh, Joe Lozon, of course, was obviously uh, typical for him. The guy's always a lot of fun to talk to, very open, uh, very entertaining, and uh, always has a, a great perspective. Uh, Uriah Faber was good as well. It was really cool to see. You know, he's fighting on the prelims. Um, and the, the amount of media that was massed around him, I mean, that guy doesn't matter when he fights, it's like a main event, you know, and, and he was great as well. Uh, Demi Amaya, uh, a resurgent Demi Amaya, I, I'm looking forward to that fight with Gunnar Nelson. I'm saying, I just hope they can put some kind of gentleman's agreement in place where well, let's not strike each other, let's just do jujitsu, you know. Uh, just start on the floor. Yeah, I like, just start him out on their knees yeah. or, you know, put him in guard or something. <laughs> Sorry, I'd love to see that. Um, you know, Jacare, there's just so many big fights right now. It's, it's so exciting. There's so much What's great is, you know, by the time this weekend is over, we're going to have so much of a better idea of what, like, the first quarter of 2016 is going to look like because we're going to know who's next, what matches. There's so many question marks that are going to be answered over the course of these three nights that it's super exciting. Yeah, it is, and... and this really does sort of round off a, it's been a pretty spectacular year for the UFC probably the biggest year they've ever had putting on events at this scale they've just come back from Melbourne where they did that big stadium show yeah. over there now you've been you've been covering this sport for a long time I'm relatively new in, I've, I've been covering it for about five six years but that's quite new compared to yourself did you ever envisage when you first started out as a cub reporter that you would ever be in a situation such as this? 
No, it's, it's funny, man. I fell in love with this sport when it wasn't a sport, man. It was a spectacle, you know. And uh, even, you know, going to the journalism school and, and, and doing all those things, deciding to be a journalist, I uh, never put two and two together that this would even be an industry. You know, in the, in the early days, it was not something that, that, you know, people could follow. There would be events week after week, you know. It was something there was an event, you know, every two or three months or what have you. And now, uh, yeah, I mean, you've got just, you know, November was crazy. I mean, four, four continents in four weeks um, and, and just one fight after the other and then all building up to this big event. Uh, again, you know, three three fights and three nights is, is amazing. Never, ever thought I'd see that. Uh, and the fact that the, the cards are so good, man. There's so many good fights on it. And, of course, I love what the UFC is doing this year. You know, there have been some other years where they've done back-to-back events, but it's always been, you know, you would come back on the Sunday for an Ultimate Fighter finale or a fight night. Um, and it's really kind of a letdown. I mean, you had this big, you know, huge moment in the main event of a pay-per-view. You, you write all your stories, and then you come back the next day, and it's kind of hard to, like, get that same vibe. The 189 Yeah, and this won't be that way. This will be uh, three and three nights, and we're building all up to, uh, you know, the fight that everybody wants to see with Jose Aldo and Conor McGregor, um, and that's going to be the exclamation point. So I love it. This, to me, is great. You know, this is like International Fight Week, except, you know, you don't have the expo, and, you know, but that's okay with me. You know, we don't have all the bells and whistles. We just have fights. Yeah, exactly. Just fights. So it's, it's, uh, it's exciting. And, uh, I mean, what are your, what are your sort of thoughts heading into 2016? You know, it feels like this bit of a dawning of a new age happening. You know, we've got these big stars who have begun to grow, obviously Conor McGregor. Ronda Rousey has just suffered a very, very damaging loss. All of a sudden, a division that had, other than Rousey, very little interest in it. All of a sudden, there is there's a massive story there. And, and what's going to happen? Are they? Because I think Holly Holm wants to fight in between, doesn't she? Right. So are they going to throw Misha Tate in the mix? Are they going to put um, Andrade in there? You know. Yeah, gonna... I think I think they'll throw Misha Tate in there. I think they should. I mean, they had promised Misha a title fight and then took it away from her. Uh, Holly wants to fight. She doesn't want to sit around and wait for Ronda. Ronda's not going to be ready by USC 200. So I think the right thing to do. All signs point to it being Holly. Then again, this is not. I've been so damn busy the last couple of days. I haven't cleared this with anybody. But just everything is pointing towards Holly Holm versus Misha Tate just being the, the fight that makes sense. Uh, I, I think it is. But it's, it's funny. It's kind of like when Anderson Silva lost. You know, when Anderson Silva was dominating for years, everybody said the middleweight division sucked. It was the worst division. And then all of a sudden, you take the head guy out, and all, and you start looking at it two through ten. You're like, oh, shit, this is actually pretty good. We got some fighters same in here. Same with the GSP. Absolutely. So you're seeing the same thing now with, with uh, Ronda. She was so dominant that you were just like, ah, what do we even got? And then Ronda loses, and you start going, oh, wait. This could happen. Look at that. Uh, it'll be great. You know, it's going to be interesting because Holly certainly doesn't have the personality that Ronda does. I don't know if she'll be. You know, she did do the the she did do the mainstream media outlet circuit, which was awesome. But I don't know if she's going to be that that repeat guest that they had all the time. And, and I don't mean that as any hey, different people are different. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not taking a swipe at her. She just has a different personality. And I don't know if, if she's going to be quite the media darling um, that Ronda Rousey was, but she's a hell of a fighter. Yeah. And- so many events these days. Is it is it hard? Because you travel to most of them. I mean, I, I do the European shows, and now I'm in a position where I get to do the occasional big overseas show like this. Is it hard for you doing all those shows not to get a little bit cynical? A little bit. I mean, fortunately, you know, there's to me, there's still nothing better than fight night. And, you know, I think what, what I do get cynical about sometimes are, are what I call kind of the manufactured stories or the, you know, why, every fight doesn't have to be this guy hates that guy. You know what I mean? And whether it's the media looking for that angle or the UFC promoting that angle, sometimes it's just two really good fighters that are fighting or, you know, just, just meaning something like that. So sometimes I, I get a little sick of that sometimes. I mean, I get it. The 
casual fan, uh, it, it makes it more fun when two guys don't like each other, you know, and they really want to punch each other in the mouth. But, you know, I, I think relying on that as a crutch to promote things sometimes, whether it be from the media or the UFC, that, that's, that's a little annoying. But, uh, yeah, luckily, uh, it, it, it's, uh, there's nothing better to be the fight night, man. There's nothing better than, than what these guys and gals do, man, the sacrifices that they go through and, and, and what they have to do, and it all has to come down to being right on that one, you know, that one little 15 or 25-minute uh, section of your life. It's all got to be perfect, and that's fun to me. Absolutely. And the final one, uh, talking about fight night, the big one, obviously, is on Saturday. So many good fights on that card. Obviously, everyone's talking about the main event, but there's so many other good fights. Aside from that main event, what fight in particular are you really, really looking forward to watching? Well, the easy one, the easy way would just say the co-main, because you got number one and two in the world. I mean, that's what I think is great about this week. I mean, that card, I mean, think about that. I mean, how many times do you have number one versus number two in the world, you know, in two different weight classes? I mean, that's incredible to have those as the top two. It's number one versus number two. And then, you know, so take the easy way out of side. That Jacare Yoel Romero fight. I mean, how can you not be excited for that? How about Max Holloway getting back in action? I mean, that's what's so neat. With so many fights in such a, a short period of time, we're going to know so much more about the middleweight division, about the featherweight division, about a lot of divisions, really. You know, not even the ones that title fights are being contested. I think that's what's most exciting about this is you're going to see changes in positioning and matchups that usually take like a month to kind of unfold happen over the course of the weekend. So that, on paper, one. 94, I, I think you can make the case that on paper, it's the best pay-per-view ever put together. Now, fights got to play out and we got to look at it in retrospect. Sometimes cards that look great on paper suck in reality and vice versa. Um, but on paper, I think you can make the case it's the best pay-per-view in history. And if it plays out anything like it could be, especially if, if Aldo McGregor is, is anywhere as insane as the build-up has been, I mean, it's going to be an amazing night. It is. I can't wait. We've just got another two fight nights to go through first before we even get to that. <laughs> a couple weigh-ins, uh, media couple days, days, press conference. Yeah, you know, <laughs> We're staying busy over here, and uh, it's great fun. Wouldn't want to be anywhere else right now. This is this is fantastic stuff. This is, as Bert Watson used to say, this is what we do and why we do it. That's you know? right. This That's is it. Right. This is it. This is this is what it's all about. This is as close to being like a Super Bowl of MMA for us. Yeah, and, uh, great way to put and, it. And uh, this is it. It's going to be fantastic.